Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The League of Evil Moms. <laughs> I am your host Nobukosi Mafu and on this show I aim to create a supportive community specifically for African moms raising their brown skin babies so far from the lands we call home in Canada, Australia, Sweden, Malaysia, Dubai, wherever you are. We're all over the world. We're going to talk about what it's like to raise our children outside of the motherland far away from the families the cultures and the communities that informed who we are today and how we show up in the world y'all know it's not always easy you know about it especially in a world where global warming is disproportionately affecting people who look just like us it's a fact but together we can provide each other with the support and the tools that will empower us to empower our children so that when they step into the world one day they can do so with their chests proud and their chins high knowing that they have an important role to play in saving our planet this podcast is first and foremost for my african mamas i love you i am you but it's also for anyone with children anyone who loves children anyone who knows of children anyone who's ever seen a children or even knows how to spell the word children in fact the only people for whom this podcast is not is children sorry little friends this is also the part where i mention that here at the league of evil moms podcast you will sometimes hear the occasional curse word oh <laughs> because because sometimes i just like to swear but also this is serious serious stuff we are talking about here it's serious shit now to the new listeners every week there are new listeners and it makes me feel so happy and so supportive because it means that you league members are telling your friends and families and colleagues and everybody about the show the league is growing and i am grateful so new listeners welcome you are among friends and i am pretty sure that you are going to have a good time here now we're going to jump right into the episode because it's a long one today well a little bit longer i have a guest for you you're going to love it um one thing though please follow me on twitter i am auntie coconut and Check out the blog, wednesdayschild.com. Remove all the vowels from Wednesday's child. Yeah, that is it. We're keeping it short. So, 
fellow child raisers. You know the drill. Get comfortable. Grab yourself a fat glass of wine or a pint of beer. Hey, get some whiskey. If them kids really been trying it with you this week, grab whatever you need. Get settled because the League of Evil Moms has assembled. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Nomsa Sivanda. Nomsa is from Zimbabwe, and she is the mother of a beautiful brown-skinned baby named Tabang. Welcome, Nomsa. Thank you. How are you, girl? I am good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I was like... I was panicking at first, but I'm like, wow, you're a public speaker. Like, you do this for a living. Girl, Why are you freaking out? Why are you freaking out? And I'm like, (laughs) let me have dinner and, like, get my shit together and, like, align myself and, like, sit down and, like, get zoned into this little mood that I'm in right now. And then I have some gin. I'm like, yes. I'm in the zone. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that you went for the hard liquor, not I the did. wine, not the DA. Nah, nah. <laughs> I am so happy and I'm so excited to have you. Nomsa, you're the first guest. <gasps> the ah. honor. The honor is all mine. My gosh, I'm so you excited. Take it. Thank you, you take for it. having me as your first guest. I'm really honored. I think you are the perfect one um yeah this is wonderful so we're gonna jump right in and talk about how you have nurtured your son's talents Mm -hmm. um but first we're gonna talk a little bit about you and yeah just learn a little bit about you so Nomsa, how old were you when you moved to Canada I was 20 I I was 20 going on 21 so it was 2009 um I wasn't ready to move here honestly mm. I, I feel like the, the the decision to bring us here with my sisters was very impromptu like it was one of those where it's decided today and you're told tomorrow and you move next week wow it felt like it was that quick we knew we were coming we didn't realize how quickly it was going to happen Um, well, it didn't happen over a week, but it happened over like maybe a month, month and a half from the time we realized, oh, we're actually leaving, you know? So came here 2009 and uh, well, you asked me when I came here, right? That's all. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. 2009. I came when I was 20. A little naive 20 year old. Clueless. I know nothing. <laughs> and I feel like, I really feel like a 20-year-old from back home is more naive than a 20-year-old from here. What do oh, you yeah. think? Oh, yes. Right? Because I mean, we're very sheltered back home. Like, so we're sheltered. not allowed to experience life. So, you're going to come here and you know nothing because you had a 5 p- p.m. curfew and <laughs> you were not allowed to leave the house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So, no, we are Lapa. You're like, um, oh, I can be out till 10. Really? Oh, you know, and things like that. And it's like really shocking. And you have to, you have to like allow yourself, you have to allow yourself to live and like 
and like keep like pushing the the, the envelope because we're not used to that mm-hmm. back home nobody's used to that mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Ma- maybe tina our age mates i don't know like i'm a, I'm a 2000 they're living their own lives bro they're like they're like making the rules they are in a so- whole new <laughs> bracket they're in a whole new social bracket. oh my gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always say me number 2000 I shouldn't pay them I'm not even like trying to step on the 2000s toes because I I right they're a little bit scary they're a little bit they scary are. they are yeah yeah okay so you were 20 when you moved to Canada and then how old were you like how old were you when you had Tabang I was 27 okay okay yeah my my South African baby. I went to collect him from South Africa. I mean, I joke about it, but I, really, I, no. I mean, his dad lives there, and we were in a relationship since high school. So, um, when I went to visit him, I got pregnant. That's how Tabang was conceived. Oh, I had no idea. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. he's always Spilled been there. Yeah. People always think I left and went on vacation, and I just got knocked up. That's not it. If they're listening, that I am going, I'm setting the record straight right now. <laughs> he that was not my... a vacation baby like that. <laughs> that was my high school sweetheart, okay? We were in, a, in an actual relationship. No judgments here. At the league, we do not judge. No, Nienzela, the haters that were always very curious about how it happened. <laughs> you know, you'll be, you'll be very surprised how many people were like, who's the dad? Who's the dad? Who's the dad? Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah, the haters yeah. better be listening to this particular episode. Oh, and then yes, they, they better go be. back and Heck watch yeah. and listen to all the previous episodes, too. I know, I so, know, they will. Don't listen. You know who you are, my haters. Yes, you know yes who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nomsa, I see Tabang on your WhatsApp status messages, and I feel like I know this little boy, even though I haven't met him. But his energy is infectious. Can you tell us a little bit more about Taban? Um, where do I start? <laughs> where do you start with a boy like that? So, um, you know, like when I was pregnant, I remember when I was pregnant, I wanted a girl so badly. And his dad and I had always had girl names. We never talked about boy names in our entire relationship. So when I found out I when I found out I was having a boy, I actually cried. Aww. Like I, I I cried and it like while they were doing the ultrasound, I was crying. Because like, you're having a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so upset, you know. This is not what I wanted. I'm like, this isn't it. This is not it, you know? And I I didn't realize how much my gosh like now he's here and I and I was like wow I wanted to trade you for something else Mm. how dare I you know Mm. because he's this little he's my child to put it plainly he really is his mother's child he's this very artistic bubbly lively curious smart kind Mm. you know uh, um, loving little boy who's very like gentle and he he comes and checks on me every like 30 minutes like are you okay gives me a hug and a kiss and walks away you know and then he comes back again he's like he doesn't say anything he'll just hug you and then walk away again so he's that kind of kid and 
and I see a lot of his dad in him too. Like the arts is my side. The athletics is his dad. I was not an athletic kid. I, I was listening to your podcast. I'm like, wow, I never even tried a single sport. Like I tried, I think, I, I don't even know basketball and I sucked at it. And I, I always, you would always find me rehearsing or choreographing or whatever, but I'm digressing. Anyways, my kid <laughs> is like, <laughs> no, we love it. We love the tangents. <laughs> I know. Like, go, oh, oh, let me bring myself back down to earth. So yeah, he's this little six and a half, almost seven year old. He's going to be seven end of August. And I, I'm, I don't know. I look at him every day and I'm like, I made this little human being like we mm -hmm. made this perfect human being who, oh, and you know, I prayed when I, when I was pregnant, I prayed for him. So I prayed and I said, God, I want him to look like this. Oh. I want him to behave like this. I want him to be this person. I want his heart to be like this. I also want him to like this, 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 and this, but I also want you to add your own twist to who Tabang is that does not, that is not identified as something he took from his mama or his daddy, but something that's his own. And you know, when he came, I was like, you gave me what I asked for, nothing less. Like the way his face is shaped, I, I, I pray for very like small things that people- Your little designer baby. <laughs> I have a designer baby. I took him to Louis Vuitton and I was like, this is what I want, okay? Hermes, brother. Hermes. Yes. You know? And I was like, Birkin baby. Birkin baby. And I kid you not, because I was reading this book when I was pregnant, and this lady was like, I prayed that my kid would have hazel, whatever, hazel eyes. Is that, is that it? And she came out looking exactly how she wrote, the mommy wrote down, like she like the description of what she wanted in a baby. Well, damn. And I was like, I'm going to try this. Like, I'm going to try this man upstairs and be like, I'm, I'm going to try you and see what you're going to do. But I'm coming to you and saying, this is what I want. And it happened. So now I know that he is exactly what I asked for. And he's here to be what I asked for and more. That's beautiful. I love it. I love this. Um thing that mothers do of like lifting up their babies like if you believe in god it's to god or yeah if, you know to some higher power yes to just say help me look after this little human being that you have given to me please yes. it's almost like we sense right from the beginning that this is a huge task oh my that is gosh. bigger than i am and i need help oh yeah you, you always know, like, I feel like the minute you find out you've, you're carrying a little human being, you, you realize and you grasp how big of a task it is before mm -hmm. you even undertake it. Mm -hmm. You feel it, you know it, you're a mom, you know it. Because you, you just, you know that what you're about to do, how you're about to protect and serve and nurture this person or people in your belly is going to be beyond anything you ever thought you could ever do. Mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? And then your least favorite thing? <laughs> My gosh, let me see. My favorite thing about being a mom is 
being in in intentionally un intentionally doing things differently intentionally pouring into him in ways that were not done to me and mm -hmm. for me and you you but you have to understand that um i'm I, there this is this is nothing like to to dumb down what my mom contributed to my life she was an impeccable mother and she still is and, and the, the the truth is she gave to us what she knew but mm -hmm. right now what i know what i know i needed uh, as a child and couldn't get because she didn't know how to give it to me mm -hmm. i that i thrive off of giving that to tabang like it, it makes me happy it fulfills me that every day i am questioning how i can pour into this little human being mm -hmm. and it makes me so happy that i do it and then i'm like oh my gosh he's thriving oh my gosh he's happy oh my gosh he is more curious now he is investigating this and he's that and he's growing here and i'm like yes this is why i'm a mom because i'm saying we're doing things things differently now how things were done what i was taught and it's hard though i'm not going to lie cuz there's so much i'm learning there's so much yeah. there's so many slip ups like there's some days when i wake up and i snap at him mm. and i i feel so guilty like I, and i think about it for days after i do that and i uh and i'm so upset i'm like why did i did I break him? Is that the thing that's going to be stuck on his mind until he's 35 and he can't let it go? You know? And I'm like, mm. I, I oh, how do I fix it? Like, so it's every day, every day that I thrive to be this human being that he will look at and understand that from day 1, all I've ever wanted and ever done was have his back in every essence of the word and he's always saying stuff like mommy i have your back you know this right and i know oh. it's because i say that to him <laughs> i say it to him and i explain what it means so he gets it because i say it so much and now when he's like maybe i'm like oh can you please just grab my shoe like can you scratch my back and then, or can you like hand me the remote? And then he'll be like, you know, I got you. I got your back. Got I your love back. that. You know? <laughs> you know <clears throat> that. You touch on something really important. Like saying those things to our children on a regular basis. Things like, I got your back. Because yeah. like, for me, I don't think I ever heard my mom say, uh, like, I love you. Yeah. Till I became a mom and I was saying it to Wami all the time and then you know it, st it started to be something we said to each other even though I knew she loved me yeah <clears throat> back home it was like a different paradigm where yeah. our parents didn't necessarily I mean you got a pat on the back when you came home with A's and that was of course <laughs> and it was just that a pat on the back and then it might even come with a threat of you dare come with a B, you know? <laughs> so I love hearing that, that there's that constant reinforcement, like making it impossible for him to forget that, oh, listen, yeah. mama oh, yeah. got my back. Oh, yeah. Because now, like, it's just so much. Like, you know, being a mom is, I mean, not as a mother right now, 
I am learning. Like every day is a is a lesson. I and I have resigned myself to this space where I am not the adult that knows everything. Mm. I am the adult that is figuring things out with her little human being. Yeah. Because if I behave like the adult that knows everything, I refuse to learn anything from him because I know everything, right? Mm-hmm. So now the, the, I'm very intentional about telling myself, Uti, that we are, every day when we wake up together, we are figuring the day out together. I might have the wisdom and the experience and the knowledge to navigate our ship in a certain direction, but I do not look at this seven-year-old and think what he has to say is not valuable or does not matter or will not help our journey as we navigate, you know, our way through life. Um, I feel like now, now that I understand what I needed as a kid, like, be given a voice, a platform to, and not have my expressiveness stunted, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to be able to afford Kai that opportunity, that privilege, that right. It's a right <laughs> to be able to, to sit down with me and say, I don't like this, or this made me feel this way, or... Um, I wish you could do this differently or I wish you could stop doing or saying this. It's important mm-hmm. for me because then we we can always have a very healthy relationship when I understand that my son comes to me and he understands that he is owed an apology and an apology will be rendered. Because when I ask him to apologize for something or when he knows he has done something wrong, he comes and apologizes because he's a flawed little human being. Mommy is not perfect either. Mm-hmm. So the understanding between the, between the two of us is I'm as flawed as you are. So do not hesitate to call me out and say, mommy, this, that, this. Lami, um, I, I have to be able to look at him and say, I am sorry. Or I will not do that again. Or I didn't realize you didn't like that. And... I'm really sorry. And it's it's healthy. Let's yeah. give our kids a platform to to tell us how they feel. Like let's not stunt their expressiveness. Let's not limit them from telling us about their feelings and making them think that them telling us about their feelings is I don't know, to guilt them I into do. not saying anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it occurs to me as you're saying how when he comes to you, he's owed an apology. It just makes me realize that you're helping him set the bar for how people are going to treat him. You know what I mean? He's like, I I don't accept that for my own mama. Who do you think you are? Who are you? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if there's anyone that needs that kind of awareness in this world, it is our brown skin babies. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. We see what's happening around. So we're going to help guide them until they can see what's happening in this world. And they're going to be prepared. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. 
Okay, so Namsa, tell me about your village. My gosh, I have a massive village. I have my mother's children. Um, there are eight of us in total. Seven are wow. in Canada. Wow. Yeah. And I live with my twin sister and the rest of my siblings, except the, the eldest who was in Zim, the rest are in Calgary. So moving here was hard for me. I'm not going to lie because I had my siblings and I would literally have him at one house every weekend. You know, I'm like, you're going here for this weekend. You're going here for the week. You're going here for whatever. And I'm really grateful because my, my, my twin sister is like the mini village now. He, she, she's, he, he calls her mom, Sehli. that's her name. Sehli Selo. Mm. So he calls her mom, Sehli. and he, as far as he knows, he has two moms. He doesn't know that he's just saying that because she's my twin sister. He thinks he has two moms. <laughs> that's you know? so beautiful. Yeah. Cause, that, cause that's how, that's the dynamic in, in, in our, in our little family in Vancouver. So my little village is. There's people that are my mother's children. And then I have really good girlfriends uh, who literally hold my hand, who are um, watching him when I'm rehearsing or in shows. And they are like putting their own lives on hold to take care of this little human being for me while I'm chasing the dreams that I'm chasing. And I have my brothers. I have... I have a very small but tight-knit village of people that have held my hand from the day he was born till today. And I've always known that I can count on them. Like, I can count on them for anything, mm. you know? And it's, and it's really, it's a blessing. It's, it's a I blessing. I love that. And, you know, the thing about having a village is mm-hmm. you never feel like you're going to tire them out. No, you know, the village is like this well that you just know will never run out. Yeah. You never know. You you, you just think that they're, you know, sometimes I feel guilty. I'm not going to lie. Like I feel guilty about, I feel like I'm burdening people by asking them to watch him, even though that's not how they feel. It's not how they've, they've ever felt or Mm -hmm. ever expressed to me directly or indirectly and I think just as a mom and as a single parent for that matter I think that I'm burdening people you know but that's not it your village are the people who you tech team with mm-hmm. when you're like okay I ran this lap and I'm, I'm tired right now can you take over and then mm-hmm. they run the next lap and then they hand over the, the baton to the next person that's the village and then by the time it comes back to me, I've recharged. I've realigned myself. I have decompressed. I'm good. I'm ready to go again. You're ready to like to give again because oh, your yeah. cup's been filled. Oh, yeah. Like right now he's in Calgary. He's gone for a month. I love that. You know, I left him with my sister and then he's going to go to my other sister and then he's going to go to England with my brother and his family. And it's one of those things where I'm like, they're all tag teaming. To be like, okay, you take him. Okay, you have him for two minutes. Okay, you have him for this. I need to catch a breather. And then, okay, bring him back. You know, and then, okay, mommy's going to come get him. So that's the life that he knows. And I'm so grateful. It's making me very emo right now because I'm like, how could I have possibly <laughs> done it 
without these people? How could I have done it? I you know? know. How could and I have done it? You know what? I think also as much as your village, like they look after him and they nurture him, he like his presence also nurtures the village right back because children have this like light and aura about them mm-hmm. that just infuses the day your life each moment with like a joy only children possess do you know what i mean oh yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah they have a light in them that they exude this light you know that when they walk into a room they just have this effect on us Mm -hmm. so i know exactly what you mean trust me one of my favorite sounds in the world is the sound of children laughing and screaming while they're playing. <laughs> like when sometimes I'll walk past a playground and I'll actually just pause. I'm like, why can't we have like more of this in the world? Just children being happy, screaming, playing. Yeah. <sighs> and that's why it's hard to see children um, and the some some children and the cards they're dealt and how they have to grow up so quickly, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't get to be kids. They don't get to enjoy their youth and their, 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 these little juvenile minds that have to mature so quickly mm-hmm. because life is hard because their parents are gone and an eight year old is taking care of his younger siblings. And I'm like, my gosh, like yeah. how, how, yeah, you know, it's, so it's really, it's, it's very, it's a beautiful sound to see kids being kids and being happy about being kids because they're kids. And that's what I'm teaching. You know, that's what we teach our kids. So Uchi, you don't, you, I need you to understand that these toys you have, there's a child who's never had a toy car in his life. Mm-hmm. There's a child who's never had ice cream in his life. It's the small things and don't take it for granted. Do not take it for granted. Understand that you're so blessed. You're so privileged to have this life. It might not be as soft as we want it to right now, but it's soft. Okay? Mm-hmm. Soft life. Yeah. So bring that gratitude. Be grateful. Be grateful. Yeah. So you mentioned that when you are at rehearsal and things like that, um, you are a talented talented performer i have had the pleasure of seeing you in your element and so for me it's little surprise how talented tabang is (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell us like what talents have you seen in tabang like have been peeking out in his little seven-year life so far and what have you done to nurture them my gosh so i feel like his his artistic side his very artsy side is it far outweighs his athletic side but then again i'm we haven't really ventured much into sport for me to give an accurate analysis of the balance of the the balance of in the scales but He's very artistic. He's so so artistic that we are signed under the same agent. Uh, I, I, when I signed up for an agent, I signed him up. Uh, I was like, I he's he does he freestyles and he beatboxes and he 
he composes songs. He dances. Don't he dances, <laughs> you know, and he, he does voiceover stuff and he's learning accents on his own. Can you imagine? Wow. He's like one day he's like the other day we're, when we're driving to Calgary, he's talking in this Southern accent. And then I'm like, <laughs> where, where, what, where did you learn that? <laughs> like American South? Oh yeah. Like he was like, so we drove with my friend, we drove with my friends to Calgary. His name is Mike. So, and then he's like, I think Mike went, parked the car wanting to use the bathroom or something. And then Kai's like, what you doing there, boy? And I'm like, what are you, where did you learn that? Like, I, I can't even, I can't even just, like, I can't even like bring like to justice how he's like i can't i i tried to copy him and he tried to teach me how to say the boy like the boy i don't even know like it's like the boy exactly (laughs) and i kept saying how did you learn but i see it i've seen it from the from the time he was little how he would like take my remote and use it as a microphone for example and i was like you are me you are me in so many ways. And now I'm trying to find the balance with um, the sports because his dad was very athletic. And I see it in him as well. Like at school the other day when it was sports day, he ran in like five races and then he played basketball and then he did this. So I'm like, I, I know you have it. I need to figure out how to nurture this this athletic side that I'm not exposed to that I was never exposed to myself growing up so I have to find I I have to find resources and avenues to help nurture that side of him but I know for sure in my heart of hearts and I'm not even being biased he's a little artist Mm -hmm. he's a Mm -hmm. little artist and I, I can't wait for him to start auditioning and doing stuff I love that. And, you know, I love the way you, I don't know, when I watch your WhatsApp uh, status, <laughs> it's almost like you're you're giving him more fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like feeding off of that. Every So, listeners, every time Nomsa has a WhatsApp, I watch because I'm hoping it's Taban. <laughs> He actually makes me laugh out loud. Do you remember? I think it was last week, and he was beatboxing, and yeah. we thought we we thought he was doing like the Ndebele cues, like yeah. And I was like, "Girl, how did you teach him how to do that?" You yeah. Know? <laughs> but Mr. Talented, it turns out it was his teeth. Oh yeah, he was he was like he was like gnashing his teeth in like a beatbox, making a beatboxing beat, and I'm like. <laughs> How did you figure this out? <laughs> and I tried to mimic. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't. And I was like, wow, you're doing things that I, as a solid artist, cannot do. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot do what you do. So how could I do this? I, it, it would be such a disservice if I do not put him out there to experience the world as a little artist and if he grows up and he says he doesn't enjoy it or he wants to take a break he will Mm -hmm. i i just want him to be able to do things that he loves or that he doesn't realize he will love yet or that i hope he will love honestly Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't love them that's fine because ultimately i do not i do not write 
the, the, the fine print of his life. I don't know how his life is going to go. My job is just to nurture what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also love how you take his, you know, when he's, when he's beatboxing and he's doing all these things, I think it could be quite easy to have dismissed that as like just childish silliness. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact like you, you recognize it and you notice it and like you got him that little gold microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of it. It's like, it's almost, it's telling him that, yeah, this thing that I'm doing, you know, the, the, and it's more than the doing. It's like the way that I feel inside because it all comes from inside him. It's like this energy that I feel is normal mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm going to keep expressing it oh yeah and, and as you should i want him to understand that the world is his fucking oyster man mm. like i and he needs to understand that really he is the master come on it's up, mama. It's up to him yeah. so if i instill as much confidence as much whatever I need to instill in him to be able to walk out the door every day and think he is the shit, I will do it. Absolutely. I will do it. So that leads, that's perfect um, segue into my next question, which is um, what are your hopes for Tawang's future? Who? Um, this is very cliche and really I, I want him to be content. Mm. I want him to be happy and fulfilled and content. I want him to, I hope he's going to be a good human being, be good to people and mm-hmm. understand that he's not an island. Understand that he he needs people and that more than anything, I want him to know and always understand that he is a special human being. He's a special boy. I tell him every day, you're special. You are different. I, I want him to always, I, I want to say it until he, he, he thinks beyond. It's just mommy saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want him to grow up thinking he's special because if he always believes that he's special, He's going, he's going to demand nothing beneath special. Absolutely. You know, so I want him to grow up and be successful in whatever it is that he does. Selfishly, I hope he's going to be an incredible, amazing, groundbreaking performing artist. (laughs) Yes. You know, I, I, I want him to touch and change lives through art mm. whatever medium that is I, I feel like I feel like that's what he's destined to do but I, I stand to be corrected then again mommies always know a ton of stuff <laughs> so. moms be knowing we do moms be knowing we be knowing <laughs> so we've been knowing we be so. knowing he might dabble in some sport, but the child is going to be an artist. I know that. So if I had to put my money on, on sports or art, I would, you know, from what I'm seeing from WhatsApp, yeah. I would be like, this, this 
I am like this boy is a natural born star. So yeah, I am watching this space. He already <laughs> has one fan out there, and that's me. Oh man! <laughs> like every time, you don't even understand. I I always I hold people that um I hold you very dear, like very very dear, because you're one of the few people outside of my family who pour into me so much and I I, and I I really cherish and and hold that dear to my heart I don't know if I've ever said this to you but but you really are that's why I'm like I'm I'm always gonna keep you around and I'm gonna use you I'll be using you (laughs) good listen when you are now on Broadway I'll be there being like Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, like, I, I'm just like, every time I talk to you or you ask about my projects or whatever, you always remind me um, of what I need, of what I needed when, and I couldn't get it. There was a time when my twin sister was the only person who understood why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So having more people especially and it's not even a lot of you I, I can tell you that it's I can count on both my hands the people that are actually for me for me and rooting for me and and saying we know you're gonna do it you'll kill it we 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 know you know the rest of them are naysayers that it's not that it bothers me honestly I think when you do enough work on yourself to to build your own confidence and and put yourself in this little place where you're at peace with your journey you're good so thank you for always pouring into me. I wanted to say that. Oh, Nomsa, I love, I mean, I love hearing that you, it feels like I'm pouring into you because on my end, you inspire me. Um, because for a few reasons, but you had this tenacity about nurturing your talent. You know, back home, it's it's not really a thing to be like, I want to be a performing artist. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents would be like, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you just had this dogged tenacity and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And then this is what you have done. Like in the absence of the external nurturing you might have wanted, mm-hmm. you you found a way to give that to yourself. Yes. And I bet you you're also teaching Tabang, Tabang the same thing that, great, he has you and he has, you know, Mama Sehi and everything. But even when you guys are not around, mm-hmm. he's going to be able to dig deep into himself and nurture his own talent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I went through what I went through so that I could be the mom that I am today. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all. And I, and I have no regrets. Because now I know why I had to go through the things I went through and the lessons I accumulated along the way. They have helped me immensely into pouring into my son. Because mm-hmm. I've like, I'm like, I've, I've, I've jumped over those hurdles. It's nothing. Now that I'm on the other side, I know it's doable. Mm-hmm. So you'll face those hurdles too and you'll be fine. Because mommy did it. So I'm literally saying... Pardon? And he watched you do it. He watches me do it. He, yeah. you know, he, he, 
he might he was young when I eventually like stopped working in accounting and went to school to get my acting training in UBC. He was two, but he's I bring him to every show. I make sure at every show he's there. He mm. sees me on stage, Sherry, and he gets it. I want him to understand the sacrifice. I want him to understand the hard work. I want him to understand the joy in pursuing what sets your heart on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's good. I think he's on the right track. I think he's good. I think he is too. I think he yeah. is too. Um, yeah. Okay. Now tell me, what do you think is the biggest difference or would have been the dif- biggest difference with you raising Tabang here versus if you had raised him back home? Um, what I'm grateful for, for raising him here is that um, it, society, my gosh, back home, everything is, uh, how do I put it? Everything works to stunt you. I don't think Tabang would have thrived if he was back home, besides the fact that there are no resources or the art scene, the arts industry is dead. There is there there's there are no avenues to nurture talent in Zim, which is very unfortunate and something that I hope to change with some of my friends and contribute to and revive you know but raising him here has given both of us the opportunity to knock on doors we would have never thought possible to knock on and I'm not saying doors for myself doors just for him Mm -hmm. I there is no way I would have ever thought that I could look at my kid and justify him becoming an artist if I was in Zim. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not conventional. My mother still has mild heartbreak that I'm not an accountant. Mm-hmm. She so I, I don't understand his dad, uh, Tabang's dad, I don't think he's the kind of he's still he's not the kind of person who would be open to him pursuing art as a means to earn a living or I think you would want him to to I don't know and and I'm not saying I'm I frown down upon um education I I feel like there's a discipline and there's a discipline that comes with going to acquire an education that that people need sometimes and if Kai is gonna go and pursue higher education I am all for it if that's what he wants to do. But mm-hmm. I'm also all for it if he doesn't want to do it and we have a plan and he has a plan and it's solid and is working towards it and I see the light at the end of the tunnel or there is already there, you know? I'm not going to push conventional methods of child rearing on him, mm-hmm. how it's done back home because... I am not that parent. I have always known that I, I am, I'm different. That I swim against the tide. That so it's it'll be very, it'll be very weird for me to then try to impose that on my kid. The the very things that I fought against for myself. Yeah, yeah. 
it's I mean it's oh, like it's such a different world because like some of, part. yeah some of the fears our parents would have had about you know for instance pursuing a career in the arts yeah were valid like okay well how are you going to feed yourself exactly you know but being here the opportunities are so numerous yeah it really feels like while if you put your mind to it and you work hard and you have a solid plan there's no reason you can't be successful it might take a while but there's no reason like it's not it's not a definite that ah was a lamba you're gonna starve kind mm-hmm. of so no i totally get that that whole you know back home versus here i like i said i I'm a little bit afraid. I'm actually a lot of when I try when I sit down and think what would mine and Nawami's life been like had we mm-hmm. I shudder. Like I shudder to Me think. too. I actually <laughs> have panic attacks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean I would have done it because I would have had no choice, but goddamn, I'm grateful that this is where this is where we ended up. Me too. I really am grateful for that. Okay, so Nomsa, if you had to go back in time, or if you could go back in time, what would you tell the brand new mama you? Um, I would tell brand new mama me that, that I've got this, that, you, that she's, um, she is wiser than she gives herself credit for, Mm -hmm. that she is capable of nurturing this little human being, of raising him on her own, that she will have people holding her hands, that she's not going to do it alone, that she is strong. And I, I don't like glorifying strength in women. I don't like glorifying uh, the idea that we're strong and it's not cute. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't like being called strong. I, I have. I'm. I'm a strong. I have. I'm. I have strength. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I'm soft. I like being an egg. I. I, I handle with care. Okay? It's that whole strong black woman bullshit. Mm, such bullshit, man. Like I, I don't like it. I, I please don't call me strong. I'm tired of being strong. You know, yeah, it's exhausting. I don't want to be strong, but my gosh, this girl. She was 27, and she, you know, uh, crazy thing is, I was not afraid when I had Kai, even when I knew that. I was probably going to raise him on my own because his dad was was in South Africa. And by the time we broke up, I had known for a long time that he had no intentions of moving here and he was hoping I would move back home. So that girl was a brave girl, even at 27, doing this on her own. And what I would tell her is, girl you are going to be just fine because you already think you're the shit when it comes to this parenting, even though you've never done shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I already thought that. 
I've always been very maternal. So there's a part of me that always knew I was going to be fine as a mom. Mm-hmm. But there is a part of me that was always scared for the future. Small things. You're scared of when you need. Like, I, I still worry right now about, about, my gosh, in the next show, when I need to be on set for days on end, what's going to happen to my baby? Where mm-hmm. is he going to be? Who's going to take care of him? But then, you know, history History has a way of telling us that things are going to be fine because things were fine then. Worries came. Worries uh, arose around, centered around the same concerns, you know. Where am I going to leave him? Mm-hmm. Gonna... I've been in shows in the past, and we figured it out. Always figure it out. Always figure it out. There's yeah. always a plan. So, yeah, mommy, you you always figure it out. Something's always going to come up. Always. Yeah. And I would also tell her that enjoy your lifetime subscription to worrying. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> do you know why I'm so excited for this one month of just me time? Because I don't have to wake up at night to like check on a human being. For the first time in four years, I can sleep for an entire month and not cook and not do anything. But I'm still worrying. I'm like, are you happy? Are you good? Do you miss mommy? Do you, you know, I'm still like, oh my gosh, you have such a hold over me. Because even when you're gone and I think I should enjoy my life, I'm still worrying about you. But I will. We move. We'll be good. Yeah. And you, I hope, I hope you will be giving yourself all the fucking breaks. You don't even understand. I've planned my life out. (laughs) (laughs) It's summertime. I'm like, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing on Saturday? What am I doing on Sunday? Okay, girl, you got your life figured out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. come come September, back to reality. So I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna milk this freedom. Okay, I'm milking it. But like you said, you're gonna be so rested. You're gonna be refreshed. You're going to be ready to jump back in and keep killing it. Like oh, I yeah. Because once it comes back, he starts auditioning. So it's, it's going to give me time to like really be ready and center myself. When he comes, we're ready to hit the ground running. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. We wish Tabang all the best with Thank his audition. I cannot wait to see his beautiful face on campaigns, Erwer, on shows, Yay. everything. You will. I'm uh, affirming that. You will I, see him. Listen, we now at the league are affirming this. That yes. Fan is on his way. Y'all watch this space. <laughs> so that and get you your autographs. Say, I once heard his mama <laughs> talking about him. Your claim to fame will be you heard me on Nova's show. <laughs> there, we go. there we go. Yeah. Ah, uh, Nomsa, it's been so wonderful having you on the show. I'm so happy that you came on and we got to know you. I got to know you better. Like, for instance, I didn't know you were an accountant once upon a time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even want to. Mm. <laughs> That's in the past. That's in the past. I can. Right. Um, but yeah, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And I have a feeling you will be back in the future. I think so, too. I feel like I'm going to be a regular, you know, like those people that go to Ellen like 20 times. I'm, yes. I feel like I'm going to be here like a lot. You, you know it. You know, and we, yeah. we have other things to talk about. Other so much. projects. To we talk- have 
so much to talk so, about. Yes. Okay. Let's let's not tease the league too much. No, they can it's not, it's watch baseball later. I uh, know. <laughs> okay, Namsa, you take care. Thank you so much for joining me. You too, Nobu. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure being here. And that is it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I thank you for sticking around till the end. If you would like to add to the discussion on any of the topics discussed on the show, please send me an email on leagueofevilmoms at gmail.com. Remember to also follow me on Twitter. I am at Auntie Coconut. Then when you finish following me on Twitter, head over to my blog, Wednesdayschild.com. Remember to move to remove all the vowels. That's two E's, one A, one I, Wednesdayschild.com. And tune in again next week we are going to continue talking about nurturing your child's talent i will be joined by a dear friend of mine azalea all the way from sweden so i know you are going to enjoy that conversation so again thank you for tuning in I am Nobukosi Mafu. This has been the League of Evil Moms. We are out.